0: It's time for W.A.K.R.'s This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. This Week in Tech is brought to you by Cartridge World in North Canton, your home for copiers, printers, and supplies. Whenever I shop online, I always get a little buzz of satisfaction that I was able to get something I wanted without the hassle of actually having to go hunt it down at the store myself. I also usually feel pretty good about getting a decent bargain because I shop around on other sites in advance. But sometimes, like when I recently tried to subscribe for a service from a well-known provider, I not only didn't feel good about my purchase, I actually felt cheated and really kinda ticked off because I know that they know that they just tried to rip me off. You know what I'm talking about. It's those kind of deals when you unknowingly opt in for something because you pressed the wrong button or somehow got transferred to another screen or you thought you were saying no to something when really you were saying yes. Well, it turns out it's not your fault. You're not alone, and there's a name for it. It's called dark patterns which means deceptive practices which can take all kinds of forms like making the button that opts you in for a continuing subscription bigger brighter and more easy to see or giving you the runaround so long on the phone when you call to complain that you just give up and you know what it's illegal and you know what else There's a federal agency that's got your back and will actually take your complaint seriously, seriously enough. In fact, to sue big corporations like Amazon, Epic Games, and Vonage in hopes of getting customers refunds. And that agency is the federal trade commission to find out more about what they do. I talked to financial practices, division, staff attorney, James Doda. It is very
1: common is what we're seeing and what we're learning from consumer complaints. And, One thing to note is dark patterns have always existed. If you think of a misleading kind of direct mail solicitation, that is a form of dark pattern. But what the internet enables is companies relatively cheaply and easily to deploy dark patterns at a very large scale. And so we are seeing now dark patterns used by companies in a magnitude that we have never seen before.
0: What's the difference between aggressively selling your product and being convincing and crossing the line into something that's not legal?
1: Well, I think what we want companies to do is compete on their actual product. So compete on price, compete on the quality of the product. What we don't want is consumers to kind of be manipulated during the process and only at some later stage in the process find out what they were signing up for. So we are all for companies making as much money as they can and for competing on the quality of their products um, but what we don't want is companies to get business through consumer manipulation.
0: So can you give me some examples to like is it a visual, like something is a different color, or there's a link that it looks like it's going to something else? How does that really work? It
1: can really take a lot of different forms. So it's tough to generalize. I mean, one type of dark pattern we see is you you know you go to a website and it says, you know, do you consent to share cookies? And which means you know, the cookies enable the company to track your movements on the website. And it says, okay, if you agree to share your data and if you don't agree to share your data, you have to maybe manage your preferences or go through some like more complicated route. So there you see, you know, when a company is makes one route very easy and one route much more challenging, that's often a sign that there's a dark pattern at play. Something else we often see is if there is a lot of text on the website, a very busy website with a lot of things going on, oftentimes that's an indication that a company is trying to direct you away from certain text and towards other provisions.
0: Okay. The pattern that I saw when I had a situation with a website last week is, you know how when you're clicking through screens, they always make the next button like the darker button? And in this particular case, they said, do you want to opt in for the premium, which would have been twice as what I was going to pay. And the no, I do not was in real kind of light print. And then the yes was in a dark print. But the only way that, and I was thinking to myself, well, I don't really want to opt in for that. But the only way to advance to the next page was to press the the darker button. And that was the button that opted you in. You know what I mean? It's like there was no way to get there or at least to know that you had to press the lighter button.
1: Yes. That is a classic dark pattern where a company is designing its website architecture to push consumers to a particular choice. And that's exactly the type of practice that constitutes dark patterns. We want companies to be clear about their disclosures to consumers and Give consumers free choice. We don't want companies putting their finger on the scale.
0: So let's say I'm a consumer and I feel like I got cheated in some way like this. What do I do first?
1: Right. Well, I think one thing we want to stress is, you know, the the burden should really not be on consumers. The burden should be on companies to not engage in these practices. But to your question, if you feel like you've been harmed by a dark pattern, if you've been charged for something you didn't want to be charged for, or you feel like you're the victim of otherwise inappropriate conduct, what you can do is you can report it to us at reportfraud.ftc.gov. We often see consumers reporting issues to the Better Business Bureau or to their local congressperson or even someone within our state attorney general's office. It's unfortunate that consumers are made to kind of jump through all those hoops, but what we often see is the squeaky wheel often gets a better resolution But what we're trying to do is bring lawsuits against companies that we think have engaged in improper dark patterns to prevent these harms from happening in the first place.
0: So can you give us some examples of lawsuits that you've filed in the past that have been successful and maybe some other ones that you resolved in a way maybe that was outside of the courtroom, like an administrative kind of decision, you made a settlement or something like that? Sure.
1: So we recently sued Amazon about an array of their practices, including Prime subscriptions. And what we've alleged is Amazon really pushed consumers to enroll in Prime and then made the Prime subscription very difficult to get out of. And the way they did that is just by making a consumer click through tons of screens where it wasn't exactly sure what button they would be pressing in order to proceed to the next screen. And you know that complicated process, we alleged, did not happen by accident. Amazon discussed whether to make the process more streamlined, but thought that they would lose revenue if cancellation was easier.
0: Okay, so you have filed a formal action against them in court, but that's still pending at this point?
1: Exactly. And we have resolved many actions via settlements with companies who we have alleged engaged in dark patterns. One of the big lawsuits we settled was against Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite. And what we alleged there is the company used dark patterns to charge game players for items they didn't want, and then manipulated the location of the refund button on player screens so that people would not notice it. And last year, Epic Games agreed to pay $245 million, which will be used to give refunds to consumers.
0: Oh, I see. So will they get a refund of everything they lost, or will it be like one of those class action settlements where you get just a few dollars out of it.
1: Our goal in reaching settlements with companies is to maximize the return that we can get to consumers. And so our aim is to reimburse consumers for their actual injury.
0: Okay. So there's also other government agencies that do this. Do you work with them on these kinds of complaints?
1: Yeah. So there are a number of other governmental entities that are paying attention to dark patterns. There's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, which is uh, looking closely at dark patterns and who we work closely with. There are state legislatures which have passed or are investigating dark patterns laws. And just a few weeks ago, a bipartisan group of United States senators introduced a privacy-related dark patterns law. So there is a lot of action in dark patterns spaces, I think, in recognition of the enormous harm that can result to consumers when dark patterns are deployed.
0: Before we got the recording started, I mentioned that one of the people I work with had a situation with this one service, this one website, and they never intended to opt in. And then they got opted in and they're getting charged like eight bucks a month. And it's been going on for years and they keep trying to call and write and they can't get any action. And they were actually told, well, you'll just have to get a different bank account because, you know, we're not going to stop this. And they're actually going to do that, (laughs) which I thought was kind of absurd, but I mean, that's the extent they're gonna go to instead of just being able to call these people and say, hey, I don't want this anymore.
1: Right, and I think that's the nightmare scenario that we see a lot of consumers complaining about. They're kind of on this endless loop of recurring charges that that's impossible for them to extricate themselves from. And they're not just losing money, but they're losing a lot of their time. And so we encourage consumers in that situation, not only to try to get out of the subscription, but demand from the company all the money that was improperly taken from them. And again, if they are unsuccessful in their efforts to get remediation from the company, we encourage them to file a complaint with the FTC.
0: Well, let me ask you this. like, Let's say that I had a recurring charge and it was going to my credit card. Couldn't I just go to my credit card company and say, I dispute this charge, I'm not going to pay it anymore?
1: If the charge is unauthorized, I think that's definitely an option for a consumer. Whether that you know successfully resolves the issue might depend on the credit card's dispute resolution process. So I think, you know, this Safer course for a consumer is to try and resolve the issue with a company. But again, if you think the charge is truly illegitimate, a credit card chargeback is an option.
0: Okay. So kind of your best advice for consumers then is what, when it comes to these dark patterns, if they notice it, if they feel frustrated and like, gosh, I didn't intend to opt in for that. Now I'm opted in and I'm going to be in there forever. What's your advice?
1: Right. I I would say one piece of advice is before you, interact with a service, a website for the first time, read reviews. Uh, if it's an app on the Google or Apple App Store, read App Store reviews, or just Google the company and see generally if you can find out what consumers have experienced with respect to the company. I think what we find out is often, if there's one complaint, there's a million complaints. And so I think preventing the harm to consumers often can be done through a little bit of research before you engage with the surface. Again, once you start visiting a website, the issue I think, or the advice would be to kind of be alert for the forms that dark patterns can take, which are often pop-ups guiding you to particular actions or very busy websites. And then again, after you feel like you've been harmed, Reach out to the company, demand your money back. And if that's not successful, report to the FTC or another governmental authority.
0: Yeah, because you know, as you were just talking, I was thinking, for example, let's say if I decided to just stop my payment on the credit card and say, okay, this wasn't authorized. I suppose if the company wanted to be really tenacious, then they could ding my credit report, right?
1: Exactly. Right. And so that's why we think kind of resolving with a company in the first instance is a good first step. But again, the option to contact your credit card company is there if the company is being recalcitrant.
0: And I also noticed you mentioned a couple of other more local options, let's say the state attorney general's office. If it was like something that was specifically in your state, I suppose that would be a good option as opposed to going federal, do you think? or not?
1: Yeah. And I think we work with state partners and there's a lot of interest at the state level also in curbing dark patterns. So I think that, you know, they are very interested in preventing harm from dark patterns to their citizens, even if the misconduct is not centered in their state. A consumer can try as many avenues as possible, you know, just type up your complaint and send it to the FTC, send it to the state attorney general, send it to the Better Business Bureau and probably you maximize your chances of a good result by pursuing different avenues.
0: You know, I think that's a good idea because as I've talked to friends about this, everybody's like, oh, but it's such a hassle. I don't have the time for this. But it sounds like if maybe you just kind of wrote one complaint letter and then sent it to everybody, chances are you might find a receptive ear somewhere along the line, right?
1: Exactly. I think that might be a relatively efficient way to get a good resolution.
0: And it sounds like it's also possible that with some of these big outfits, like let's say Amazon or something, there's millions of other people that have encountered this, not just you.
1: Right. And that's what I was saying before. It's kind of, I live in New York City. And the rule here is if you know you see one cockroach in your apartment, there's thousands behind the wall. And that's often what we see with consumer complaints. We'll see if one consumer is complaining, chances are that many, many, many consumers are having a similar problem.
0: Excellent. So as we close out here, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Uh, Just one point, maybe. And that is we've talked a bit about the financial harm that can result from the use of dark patterns, but there are other types of harm as well. And what we've seen is sometimes companies will inappropriately nudge consumers to share sensitive health information or personal information or privacy information that consumers do not want to share. And we have brought cases against companies that have improperly manipulated consumers into sharing their private information. In those cases, there's no financial loss to the consumer. They didn't turn over any money. But we think the privacy injury is very real. And so we pay a lot of attention to dark patterns in the privacy space as well.
0: That's interesting. What kind of private information are we talking about? Like if they say, what medications are you on or something like that?
1: So in a recent case, we had, I guess, a company called BetterHelp. A company essentially told consumers it would not share personal information. And then hidden across the bottom of the screen, there was a policy that said they may, in fact, share information. And so they asked consumers whether they had ever engaged in mental health counseling services and then shared that information with third parties against consumers' expectations. The one thing consumers want to be assured of is that that information will be kept private. And so to then share that information with third parties, we think is a major violation of consumers' rights.
0: So what did you do in that instance? Did you file a complaint and is it pending in court or did you guys resolve it somehow?
1: So we actually reached a settlement with Better Health. And so the settlement is under review right now, but they have tentatively agreed to pay $18 million that will be given to consumers who suffered that privacy injury.
0: That was Federal Trade Commission Financial Practices Division Staff Attorney James Doty. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. This has been This Week in Tech with Gene Destro on WAKR, brought to you by Cartridge World in North Canton.